What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, my gosh. Rise and shine, everyone. Hello to you all. Welcome into the Eric Saint Show podcast, a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the uh, work week. I'm wearing one of my shirts that's, um, you know, I've gone full in on, on one size bigger. Hang on. The fuck is that? all sorts of messages ding uh you know sick and tired of um you know my clothes shrinking on me that that happens once in a while to people especially when they get to be like my age it's a weird phenomenon where all of your clothes at once will just shrink and you would think that they had already shrunk but um yeah that's that's a that's a real thing it um it's a weird word term for it. I think some people call it fat, but uh, because of fat, the clothes shrink remarkably. So as you know, uh, I spent big bucks, one hundred and fifteen dollars last week, on some Costco clothes, which you know underrated, underrated. Okay, you won't pay more than twenty dollars per garment there. And uh, look at this. I got this beautiful uh, uh, golf shirt that really accentuates my nips. Yeah, I've got a nip issue. I don't know if you've noticed that about me. Uh, If I'm in a picture, uh, my nips are really just jamming right out of there. They're like valve stems on a Peterbilt. Uh, Nobody knows what that means. But um, with the tighter clothes, it reduces the nippage. It increases the nippage for your old pal EZ. So you got to go, um, you know, like with this one, I'll even stand up and show you. With this shirt, I, I don't look as disgusting. Uh, I am, but, you know, it's not like, this is how normally my shirt my shirts would fit. I would look like that. All, all tight around my belly, and you can actually see my navel. So no, you gotta, you gotta, uh, because of the shrinking dilemma. So, uh, yesterday, uh, Diane and I go to Costco and, uh, I don't even know what the fuck we had to get, but, uh, I see the, um, we're in like the area where the clothes are and, and, and I love it because they just like, um, uh, throw it on the table, you know, and then they get picked over and then some poor schlep has to, uh, has to refold them. Thank you, Maureen. She says, nice shirt. So, uh, I go in there and, um, I go, well, all right. So these are 32s, these shorts. Now you need to tell me because you and Sarah at the, uh, Berlin races at the, at the raceway at the track, um, you two were in making fun of me. Because my ding-dong was kind of sticking out on the shorts. 
And she goes, uh, I go, well, were you or were you not? Yes, we were. I go, well, I need to know if these are the types of shorts. Um, and because I was wearing 32s at the time. So I actually, I go, I go, look at me right now. Can you see Ding Dong? And, uh, and she's like, no. I go, all right, well, then I'm not going to go. Then, then the shorts are not shrinking. So, because uh, I wasn't going to go up to 34s. Now, if I go up to 34s, oh, my God. My doctor is going to be so pissed off at me. He's going to look at the numbers in a couple of weeks and go, what the hell is going on here? Um, But, uh, all right. So, went ahead. Got some uh, some Costco. I've re- I'm really upgrading the wardrobe since the uh, mass shrinkage has happened. And uh, I feel darn good about it. Uh, speaking of the doctor, um, I'm reasonably concerned about something else that happens to you when you get old for dudes. And uh, it's important I talk about this because I bet a lot of guys suffer from this. But uh, my prostate is destroying my urethra. And I know that sounds ridiculous to say, but so that tube comes out of the bladder. You got to go potty. And, um, my, and it goes, okay. Like through the prostate, the prostate, like, uh, surrounds it. It's like pig in a blanket almost. Um, and when it gets enlarged, it, it constricts that little, that, that little tube, that urethra that goes out of your pee hole for you to go tinkle. And when it does that, you know, you hear about those commercials about a large prostate, take Flomax. Well, I do. And it it seems to be not working. Because I shit you not, I in the middle of the night, I have to go potty. And so small an amount flies out of my ding dong. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And it takes forever. Oh, my gosh. And uh, so that is that is really starting to become an issue. And uh, bad news, I am out of medicine. I have to get more medicine. And guess who guess who kept putting it off and putting it off? And now I actually have zero medicine. And I don't even know, but I don't even know if it's working though. So I'm I'm mildly concerned about that. Um, now I am not sure, and I'm sure a lot of you are in the same boat. I. I'm not 100% sure what the um, prostate does. I think the prostate, and I might be right on this, I might be wrong. If some of you can say, yes, you're correct, or no, you're wrong, if you know a thing or two about uh, anatomy and physiology. But I think the prostate is key in reproduction because the prostate um, provides the uh, fluid that... um, your sperm needs to go out. Time out. Amanda, she writes, it's the male G-spot. You may be right, but that's not the function of it. Of course you would weigh in with your first words. Is, oh, yeah, when you stick something in your butthole, you stimulate it. And by the way, it is so not the male G-spot. Um, it just makes you feel like you have to pee. Because uh, I've had that manipulated before by my doctor. And I'm like, 
this is not fun. This is not enjoyable in any way, Doc. And he goes, I know, I know it, it, uh, it, it, it's horrible. It's a, it's a, it is not, it is a, it, God, what an awful feeling that is. And there are people that like, I love that. Yeah, that is, that is not good. There you go. Um, DJ Plunkett says, produces the fluid that nourishes and transports sperm. That's what I thought. You know, it's kind of like the vehicle to get it out of your body. Um, so what happens if that's gone? Do you not have any more fluid? You don't have any more fluid that can nourish and transport the sperm. So that is, uh, I, I, I'm beyond my level of, um, competence when it comes to knowledge as to what this does. So if that's the case, those little guys are sitting there in my testes and, uh, mine are, I'm pretty sure are still viable. I mean, I, I think I can actually get somebody pregnant if they had a uterus and fallopian tubes. But, um, you know, if that, if that's gone, does then what actually flies out at the moment of impact at the moment of truth, when you're getting it on, I mean, because frankly, that's half the fun, you know, when you, when there's a big spurt fest, you know, you're like, Oh yeah. All right. Uh, Amanda is making me uncomfortable. She writes, once you get over the pee, the pee feeling, it gets good. How do you know? You don't have one. How could you possibly, how could you possibly be speaking from a uh, place of experience? You have no idea what you're talking about. That's like me describing to you um, childbirth. You'd want to smack the hell out of me. Um, Megan says, tell your dog. I said, hi. Um, yeah, it, Megan, I I was busy talking about, um, my health ailments and, uh, I'm having some prostate issues and, and guess, guess what member of the audience decided to tell us, uh, about the male G spot. That reminds me, um, I didn't get this story prepared, but I have to. We have to talk about this. Uh, I know that. Um, speaking of Amanda, uh, despite her talking about, hey, Carly Russell, move. Let's move on. Let's move on from Carly Russell until my sperm donor. My baby daddy gives me the $28 he owes me in child support. There is no reason why we should be actually even going after or talking about Carly Russell. Uh, she is now facing misdemeanor charges. For, the, uh, for lying to cops and making all that shit up. Amanda says, okay, it's time for me to shower. Yes, thank God. Thank God. Take like a two-hour one. Uh, bring, bring your phone into the shower so that it gets water damage and you can't listen. <laughs> I'm kidding. Come on now. That's too much. Uh, okay, let's see here. 
think there's uh because i saw a mug shot of her and she's like smiling and feels all good about herself obtained warrants for the arrest of Carly mm. Russell through the I don't Hoover think I hear anything for her actions related to faking her kidnapping and subsequently making false statements to detectives as they investigated this case. Her decisions that night created panic and alarm for the citizens of our city and even across the nation as the concern grew that a kidnapper was on the loose using a small child as bait. Numerous law enforcement agencies, both local and federal, began working tirelessly not only to bring Carly home to her family, but located kidnapper that we know now never existed. Many private citizens volunteered their time and energy into looking for a potential kidnapping victim that we know now was never in any danger. This story opened wounds for families whose loved ones really were victims of kidnappings, some of which even helped organize searches in hopes they could find Carly's alive so her family would not experience the pain and suffering that they felt when their loved ones never returned home. Oh, move on, move on. You know, don't even, don't even prosecute her. Who cares about those people? Get my $28. As we know, actions can have consequences and that's why we're here today. This afternoon, Carly Russell, with the assistance of her attorney, turned herself into the Hoover City Jail where she was arrested for the following charges. False reporting to law enforcement authorities, Class A misdemeanor, $1,000 bond. Falsely report an incident, a Class A misdemeanor with a $1,000 bond. Each of these charges carry up to a year in jail and potential fine of $6,000 upon conviction. Okay, so, all right, uh, appropriate charges, uh, appropriate uh, ultimate punishment, if it comes to that. Uh, but she's sunk. If you're Carly Russell, oh my God, the amount of, uh, I mean, going forward out in the public to getting a job, whatever. I mean, she's young. And for what? I mean, how are you going to recover from this? I, I, and then, of course, there was the woman who led the charge, the, uh, the, the lady who, whose daughter was actually abducted and then... Uh, uh, well, her life was taken. That woman um, was like, hey, we're here to find Carly. And, you know, she has to relive that whole thing, that nightmare, trying to find this crazy, crazy idiot. And um, and it's all, it's all a lie. Oh, my God. Russell was released from jail after posting bond. We initially presented this case to District Attorney Lanise Washington, who agreed to handle prosecution through district court. After consulting with the Circuit Court of Jefferson County Bessemer Division, the case was referred back to Municipal Court for charging because the only applicable charges were misdemeanors. Judging from the amount of phone calls and emails that we've received from people all over the country, I know many are shocked and appalled that Ms. Russell is only being charged with two misdemeanors, despite all the panic and disruption her actions caused. Now the law is the law. Let me assure you, I, too, share the same frustration. <laughs> He's like, I, too, want to throw the book at her. The laws only allow the charges that were filed to be filed. I can tell you that I will be contacting our state legislatures on behalf of law enforcement in Montgomery and asking them to look at this law applied to these facts and urge them to add an enhancement to current legislation when somebody falsely reports kidnapping or another violent crime. Because of the attention this case has garnered, We've requested Attorney General Steve Marshall's op office adopt this case 
and they've agreed to do so. The Hoover Police Department wants to thank everyone that assisted us from the beginning and continues to assist us in this case as we work its way through the criminal justice system. I like that guy. Um, this story. Activists. Oops. It's your journey. Own every Let that play out. We'll come back to that. Maybe you want a Hyundai Santa Fe? Now, those who helped search for Carly are reacting to the charges she's now facing. WVTM 13's Chip Scarborough spoke to one community what? activist who says the case... Chip Scarborough? <laughs> Where have you been all my life? Chip Scarborough? Do you guys remember Chip Scarborough? Hi, Chip Scarborough. Top story. My fart just made a noise. Holy shit. It's been so long, Chip. <laughs> Not all of you recall the Chip Scarborough beat up. We'd have to go back to the old days on uh, on our beloved Free Bear and Hot Wings show. As Corey writes, but what about the baby daddy? Um, Yes, Chip Scarborough. I had no idea. Here we go. Chip Scarborough reported on Carly. Hi. This has created further problems. I wear a button. I have it on right now. It's cupcake. <laughs> what the fuck has happened? Oh, my God. You have to bear with me. All this. Uh, since we left Fear Bunker North. Uh, I have not replaced the uh, AA battery on this mouse. So I am uh, really at the mercy of it as it uh, as its life wanes. Uh, I finished the show on at uh, Fear Bunker North came home and immediately tried to replace it. And I have not been able to find one and I have not, I have forgotten to buy one. So cupcake. Oh no. That hurts me to my heart that I couldn't give Cupcake back to her mama. Community activist Harry Traveling Shoes Turner tells me while he's glad Carly Russell made it back home safely. What the hell? He says there have to be consequences for her actions. Authorities say Russell is now charged with false reporting to law enforcement authorities and falsely reporting an incident. Charges Turner says he supports. I had no problem with it because Hoover Police Department followed the law. And the law is the law. Turner says Carly Russell's case didn't just impact people here in Hoover and central Alabama, but across the nation and really across the world. I'm getting calls every day. People emailing me and sending me tags and posts about children who are using this as a game. Fake kidnappings, calling the police departments and, and news stations about someone being missing. And it's all a joke. This is not something to joke about. He's exactly. That's what everybody says about Sound of Freedom. Says there are so many families searching for missing loved ones, not knowing if they'll ever see them again. Turner says he takes every report of a missing person very. I, I like Turner's style. I like the uh, uh, blue jeans and uh, powder blue vest look. Seriously, with a with a with a nice hat. If Carly Russell goes missing tonight. As soon as I get the word, I'm going to look for Carly all over again. You are? At the same time, he encourages Carly. By the way, look at that mugshot. 
She straightened her hair and everything for the mug shot. Uh, despite the crazy eyes, she's very pretty. Carly Russell to formally apologize for her actions in an effort to help move forward. In Hoover, Chip Scarborough, WBTM 13. In Hoover, Chip Scarborough. My, my ass, my fart made a noise. Uh, that just lackluster. When I served, my work. Chip's uh, packed on the pounds a little bit, too. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Uh, that hat fits him like Mr. Potato Head. You got to see it. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you got to click on that. So, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, we've found Chip Scarborough. So we should be happy about that. Oh, my God. Um, so that's it for Carly Russell, I guess. The next step is, uh, I guess she tries to go on with her life. And uh, I, I don't know how possible that is. But I'm just having a... Yesterday or Friday was a complete catastrophe, by the way. If you um, if you caught that show... Oh, my God. We had all sorts of flies in the ointment. Uh, Corey says every time she applies for a job, they're going to Google her name, and this will pop up. And that's very true. I mean, my God, uh, the amount of uh, uh, issues there. It's um, really remarkable to me that she would be. I mean, you have a person who uh, she made her way through, like, uh, uh, higher education. And... Um, she then uh, makes this decision to act like this. All right. Uh, yesterday at the EZ house, um, it was a uh, family dinner time. And I, man, um, you got to try this. If you ever like go to a steakhouse, you know, like Texas Roadhouse or Logan's or something like that. Uh, when they serve the baked potato, uh, there's there's certain things that they do that up until yesterday, I had no idea that this is what they're doing to make them the way that they are. Um, and so the recipe was so simple. You After you wash and dry the baked potatoes, the, the giant ones, these are big potatoes. Um, it's because we're going to have steaks and we're going to have the baking potatoes and corn. Um you roll the potato in like any type of natural oil, like olive oil, um, avocado oil, grapeseed oil. I, I used grapeseed oil. You could use any of those. So then um, it's totally coated. And then um, you pour kosher salt on it. And then it'll land on like one side and, and coat it pretty well. And then it'll fall off onto like the plate below. And then you, you just roll it and make sure that it's totally like covered in salt. And then you set it down and then you roll it in two layers of tinfoil. The potatoes then go on the grill. All right. And then you're going to roast and roll them for like 40 minutes. You cannot fuck this up in any way, shape or form. The first part of your char, I did it on charcoal. So, you know, the charcoal's too hot to cook the uh, uh, meat right away. So you let it go through the whole cycle of get super hot and then cooling down. And then, um, all right, on the very last minutes of the, uh, uh, that it's still hot, you cook your steaks so that it all gets done at the same time. When you 
Uh, of course, you let your meat rest. Don't ever forget that. If you ever make a steak and you just then go and cut into it like one minute after, you make it, and then you, you, the whole plate is saturated with with uh, juice. Don't ever do that, please. Uh, make sure you let that steak rest for like five, seven minutes. Cover it and just let it rest, okay? Because then all of the meat that's in the center of the steak is going to, um, uh, as it cools, like kind of spread out to all the interstitial materials of that meat. Does that make sense? And it's more delicious. Uh, Ribeyes, by the way. Oh, my God. My brother Paul is in here. See Paul there at Parwog262 who says, Hey, Hoss, I rest my meat all the time. Oh, God. And he says, love you. I love you, too. Uh, Maureen writes, I like my steak well done with ketchup. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I've not heard of that. Do you ever, uh, and then she writes, I said what I said. She said that she was like getting ahead of my, um, my astonishment. Yeah. I like, uh, steaks, medium, medium rare, you know? Um, anyway, these potatoes, you get them off and then you unwrap them and then you, you cut them with a steak knife, the length of the potato. And then with a pair of oven mitts, you, you hold the ends of the potato and squeeze it a little so that it kind of half smashes and it breaks up what's inside of there. And it really opens up like a, like a very gaped um, um, set of lady private parts. Okay. Like that. That's, that's the look you want to get. And then you, uh, you put the, then you have your potato bar there. You've got uh, butter, sour cream, and then bacon bits, not, not bacon bits like bacos. Yeah, Chris in Maine says a hatchet wound. Yes, exactly. It looks like a hatchet wound. Um, you got to actually go buy the real bacon in a bag. You can get those uh, at, at the store. And oh, a little salt, a little pepper on the inside. Absolute. It's crazy because I think the potato uh, outshine the meat. And you can get ribeyes right now at Costco for fifteen ninety nine a pound. That's a fucking bargain. You can get four ribeye steaks for about 70 bucks. And they're huge. You're like inch and a quarter, inch and a half thick. Massive steaks. It, I love Costco, man. It's the absolute best. Jesus. And you get a lot of, um, you got to be careful when you're walking through there. Because first of all, it's packed. When you drive into it, it's like, you know, uh, a, a packed stadium parking lot. And, but with numerous people walking in front of your car. So you, you have to understand that when you pull into Costco, from the time you pull in to when you actually park, usually about 45 minutes passes because you have to creep at one half a mile of an hour because, you know, not only do they walk in front of your car, they're going to give you the business if you in any way go anything faster than one half of one mile an hour because they're all doing that. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. So then you you finally get to a parking spot that's, uh, yeah, I don't know, 12, 1300 yards away 
uh, from the front door. And then that's it. You know, you're off and running. You walk in there. And uh, and then when you got your cart, which they're gigantic, it's very important to understand that everybody there feels more important than you. So you have to be ready to yield because as you walk along, this is a great place to uh, to where fights can break out. That's one of the things I miss most about COVID, you know, is the video of the fights that would happen out in public because at, at stores like Costco, you know, Oh God. Maureen says, don't go to Costco on the weekend. It's too busy. It was busy when I was there during the week, the amount of money that comes through that place. And you know, I really give them credit because they make so much money. Um, and they really go out of their way to hire um, decent employees. All right. You have stores like, uh, well, the equivalent to Costco is, uh, is also like Sam's club or BJ's, you know, these, uh, warehouse stores where you have to have membership. Um, for some reason they hire like really upwardly mobile, attractive people. Have you ever noticed about the level of attraction of the employees at these businesses? And I'm not talking like, um, oh my God, um, I want to have sex with all the employees at these places. I mean, these are uh, uh, attractive looking people. They, they just look normal. They're normal to have conversations with. Uh, they're not inbred. But um, when, because like you have Sam's Club, but then if you go to Walmart, same company, that's like the minor leagues. They put, oh God, you know. It's like if somebody comes to Sam's Club and says, yeah, I want to work here. And, they, and they're like, all right, uh, yeah, oh, okay, well, I'm sorry. Uh, we don't have any positions open here. They're, they're talking to a guy who's got one eye. He got mauled by a dog. Uh, his his uh, uh, highest grade level is like fifth grade. And he's like, oh, well, work here. And they're like, uh, yeah, well, you can't work at Sam's. We don't have any openings. We just filled up the last one. But. We got tons of jobs next door at Walmart. Are you interested in that? Uh, okay. <laughs> and then uh, the next thing you know, he, he, he shakes his, uh, his, his, sticks out his nub, shakes his nub with the other guy's hand, the, the boss, and then he's got a job. And But at, uh, at Costco, it's like everybody is just ridiculously awesome. They're friendly. They're sweet. Uh, they have the best, uh, no odors, no visible limps. Or, uh, or crazy birth defects or uh, uh, fetal alcohol syndrome. No, none of them have, have any of that. It's all great. And I think they uh, that they pay a competitive wage for people who uh, have the ability to manage their own body. And if you possess that ability, that is the first hurdle you've cleared. You sit down at Costco and you make it through the screening process uh, of, of the application where they actually call you in. And if they, the eyes are set on you and they realize, you know, you got club feet or, you know, whatever, uh, uh, face tattoos and uh, knife sticking out of you. Oh, yeah. You're going to head over to friggin' Walmart there. Uh, several of you have um, given the same opinion about um, no former Zaniacs work at Costco. Your words, not me. I'm moving on from the joke line of that today. Uh 
My sweet brother Paul says, awesome take, big brother. Well, it's true. And if you, I love it when you go to Walmart because the, 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 um, the takeaway there is you get great stuff for less and you get to see, I mean, just some fantastic uh, fights and, and sights with people inside of Walmart. You, those are my kind of people. The Walmart people. I don't want you to make it seem like I'm just indicting them and saying that they're bad. No, I love those people. That's where I want to be. I get disappointed when I go to Costco or Sam's Club because everybody there looks normal. And who wants that when they go to the store? A bunch of uh, uh, people who, you know, don't have uh, uh, an eye missing. I I mean, that's a, you got to pay for that normally to see that type of awesomeness. You know, maybe like a, the Jim Rose Circus or something like that. Jesus. Corey says, have you ever gone to a Walmart and then a Target immediately afterwards, night and day? Yeah, I don't want to be in a Target. Screw those Target assholes. No, I want Walmart. Those are my people. I want a cashier who is, uh, you know, she actually has her eyes are so far apart from the FAS that they're on the side of her head. She looks like a uh, uh, a guarmy in a tropical fish tank. If she wants to get a good look at you, she has to turn completely sideways. That's those are my type of people. I want them. Corey says like the character Sloth from Ice Age exactly. I love it. So, um, how the hell did I get onto that? Does anybody know the um, schematic of what what just happened? Sir Bob calls them hammerhead eyes. How did I get onto talking about people from um, Costco and, and Walmart? And I think I was talking about how I went to Costco. Maybe Costco steaks, I guess. All right. Well, anyway, uh, that's, that's a big thing for your old pal EZ to get out. And, um, but what's unbelievable was Sunday was a a real uh, mixed up day for me because first of all, Saturday I woke up and I was in grayling with my dad and, um, so I just left at like 8.30 in the morning from Grayling. I had the dogs, had the camper. I said goodbye to my father, who I actually like woke him up. You know, um, if, if he seemed loopy when he's awake with dementia, you should see him when he first gets up in the morning. He actually, I, I walked into the, little, the old trailer. He's just, he rolls out of the murder mattress. He goes, where am I? I go, you're up north with me, dad. He goes, oh, okay. What's going on? I go, well. I got to go. He goes, why do you have to go? Now we did have this conversation. I go, well, I have, a, I have to, uh, Diana's cousin, uh, her daughter, Diana's cousin's daughter is getting married and I am, I'm the minister. I'm the officiant. Oh, okay. Okay. Say goodbye to him. Drive all the way down to Southeast Michigan. Well, actually kind of like near where Paul is. I was at Milford road for a little while, Paul. Um, gave me the finger as I drove by. 
And uh, I had to be, um, the wedding starts at two. Okay. I get there at uh, 1230. No, maybe a little later than that. But anyway, I got in the shower. Again, I'm lucky. Got the camper. I got the uh, the dogs are there. Diana uh, meets me down there with the NFK. He's all dressed up. He looks like a million dollars. Um, and uh, I get cleaned up. I put on my gay magician suit. And uh, off I go to the wedding. And it was absolutely spectacular. Um, Hannah, which is Diana's second cousin, uh, she's marrying this dude, Harry, whose dad is... Uh, it's a pretty well to do. He's got a, a great, great setup um, at his house. So he had the wedding in his backyard and it looked like um, a venue that you actually would rent. It was that sweet. Oh my God. Loved it. Uh, very cool. Everything went off without a hitch. Um, and uh, everything, everybody was happy. I loved it. And um, then I, I, the NFK and I leave there. We drive all the way to West Michigan. And uh, it's like 8, uh, probably about nine ten o'clock. And then I had some things I had to get done here. So I didn't get to bed till late on Saturday. And then I woke up. Darla woke me up early Sunday. It's like 6.20. I was like, oh, shit. So I got like five hours of sleep. Man, I woke up, had coffee, and the next thing I know, I'm sound asleep. So that was nap one. And then I'm getting ready to make these steaks. And I look at Diane. I go, I'm exhausted. I'm going to lay back down. No, you're not. No, you're not. Now, sometimes this happens. But if I'm tired and I uh, don't answer that bell of fatigue and I power through, I kind of hate my life when that happens. And I sometimes have to play the, hey, fuck this. I don't do anything else. Uh, I don't have any other vices. But the one I do is if I feel tired, I am going to sleep. No, you're not. No, no. I go, okay, yes, I am. I'm going up there and I'm going to sleep my ass off. You got 15 minutes. I go, no, I don't. I got till I wake up. Hey, I don't drink. I don't do anything. Uh, I don't take drugs. Sure, the occasional heater, no big deal. But fuck that shit. If I'm tired, I'm going down. So I pass out. Madison wakes me up. Daddy, it's time to get up. Time to make dinner. Ah, fucking shit up. Oh my God. It was the weirdest day ever. And then uh, off I go. All right, where the hell was I going with that? That It feels like that just kind of petered out. I thought I had something to, a story. No, not really. Swing and a miss. Oh, this morning I woke up and uh, I reached out to a legend. I wonder if he's here right now. I want to, I want to see if he's, here. oh, he is here right now. Okay. And this is good because I can uh, kill two birds with one stone. I can give the background and explain the symptoms. But the AC went out at the Eric Zancho podcast household. And, you know, I got a guy, Joe Martinez. So I texted him today. I go, hey, dude, AC is out. And he's going to be here after one. How about that? Now, 
Joe, uh, one-on-one here. These are the symptoms. Thermostat, fine. Um, filter, the furnace filter, you know, that I that has been a problem before. I could use a new one, but it's not that bad. Uh, but what I did notice, Joe, is, you know that Remy Halo that you installed for me? Um, it's always on. It's always doing its job. But it's not right now. It's not getting power because you wired it into the unit. So it gets its power from the actual uh, setup down there. Well, it is no longer getting any power because this little light is supposed to be on it. It's not on now. So uh, that's the extent of my investigation of this. Uh, I lifted the cover off and I just stared and I'm looking for blinky lights. Didn't you say there's like a blinky light or something that tells you uh, if there is an issue, if it blinks so many times, then you match it up to on the, uh, on the little schematic there as to what's going on as to what could be the issue. I, I didn't see anything. So that is all I know. I am suspecting there is a catastrophic power loss on the unit. And uh, you will be able to uh, figure that out, I'm sure, because you are the absolute greatest. So I'm excited to see you later on. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to know this. The world's number one fry cook is back at it today. All right. Uh, Joe writes, during the heating season, I don't know what else he's going to say there. Seems like I only got half of that message. Is it not on during the heating season? Is that what you're telling me? It might be on uh, only during. Oh, it's on during the heating season. I get you. I get you. Um, Well, then that's not it. See, this is why I don't diagnose problems on AC units. I have no idea. Uh, Linda says, does that mean that the Patreon with extra juicy content will be before 1 p.m.? Um, I think so. I have uh, a meeting at 11 a.m. today. And um, so I'm not sure. And that is true. I have two tea spilling stories to talk about today. All right. Um, let's see if I can remember what are they about? Uh, one. Yep. No, I got them. It's, it's uh relationship, uh, based stories. It is not concerning anything of former Zaniacs who, um, that was a wild week last week. Oh my God. Uh, it has nothing to do with a former show. It has nothing to do with the radio industry or anything like that, or the podcasting industry. It is pure, relationship, tea spilling, magical, magical, amazing things that I witnessed, okay, and have nothing to do with, and I'm just an observer, and I love it. Thank God for our confused relationships that we have with people. Thank God for the messes that we get ourselves in. They keep me fueled. I love them so much. Everyone has to keep screwing up. Everybody within the sound of my voice has to keep making terrible decisions. And when you do them and then you do come back to reality, please tell me about the malfeasance. 
I need to know the disruption that took place. Oh my gosh. Absolutely awesome. Um, all right. I feel like my brain is swimming with information, you know. Uh, for those of you that are enjoying the show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I am now going to kick you off. The full show is available, of course, on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. Go there, sign up with a little username, and then follow me, and then off you go. It's free. It's just a different place that I host the whole show on. I don't host the whole show on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. In fact, I think I might even give too much on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm, Jesus, I'm like 47 minutes into the show, nearly half over, for God's sake. But um, if you want the full show, it's on uh, Twitch. That is the free podcast is available in its entirety on Fritch. On Fritch Jesus, for free on Twitch. And it's on demand, so you can go back and watch them. If you aren't subscribed, you will get commercials that they throw in randomly. And usually it's a lot, so it's going to mess with the mojo of the storytelling, whatever the hell I'm talking about. So it's probably a good idea to uh, subscribe, and you can do that for free with your Amazon Prime account. You just got to link the account. It's all there. You just got to find it, and uh, it's all all there for you, and you can enjoy the show for free. Or don't. Don't link it up and just enjoy it with the ads. I I don't care. Whatever you want to do. Thank you so much. And as always, the audio podcast is available wherever you download podcasts. After the show finishes, I make it available for you to download on uh, Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. And there's about a million other ones. I'm on all of them. Stitcher is going away. Did you know that? They have actually gone belly up, Stitcher. Not that you care. But thank you. I'm kicking you out, folks, on Facebook, Twitter, and um, YouTube. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And you know, I, I will never understand, um, I, I'll never not call it Twitter. I don't understand the reasoning. I, I, I think that if I had a um, if I had the uh, chance to sit down with Elon Musk, I would say, so why? And without saying uh, too many words, I mean, give me a short, concise answer about why you are no longer calling it Twitter and you no longer are using the bird logo. I, I would need to know specifics. What? Why? Out of all the things that could be wrong with Twitter, the, one of the problems, the name is not the problem. The name and the logo is not, is not an issue. Corey says, I think he said once that he thinks birds are creepy. Well, okay, great. I mean, this is the equivalent of a, uh, Think of something with a gigantic brand. Well, okay, McDonald's. It's like if McDonald's said everything is the same, but we are changing the name of the company to Pete's Burgers. And all of the uh, arches are gone. And it's just, a, a, it's Pete's face is the logo. My God, it, that is, that is I, I don't understand why he did it. 
And I, I'm curious. Why did you do it? I don't care that you did it. You can do whatever you want. It's your company. But why would you do it? Isn't that like uh, marketing 101? You know, to just randomly go ahead and change something at the drop of a hat like that? And that's a great question, says Megan. Did he change the name or just the logo? I don't know. It's not clear. Is it called X? Do we, are we, I mean, there was a, uh, a chain of command. It was called, it was called Twitter. And these are tweets. What do you do now? I have no idea what the fuck he was doing. Very strange to me. Uh, All right. Speaking of going belly up, uh, this is a big story, but not a lot of people are talking about it. But if you've ever been driving down the road and you see, um, you know, tons of trucks hauling things. uh, One of the major companies that you would see trucks for are those gigantic trucks that say yellow on the side. That's the name of the company. And um, uh, they recently lost, let's see, freight jobs with Home Depot and uh, Walmart. And um, my God, what happened was they went belly up. 30,000 employees are now looking for work. This company's been on the hot seat. And what's interesting about them is uh, first of all, they they just signed a new um, bargaining agreement, collective bargaining agreement with the Teamsters. So all these truckers are Teamsters, and uh, but they had to know. Go and it was just like a week ago. They had to know going in that um, with all of that that they were gonna about to go belly up. So holy shit! Look at this seventy. Oh God. Yellow tr- trucking company melting down. They um they just in the during the pandemic, a ton of money went their way. They ended up receiving a massive loan from the federal government for seven hundred million dollars. A federal pandemic loan, and despite that, they're shutting down. According to the Teamsters Union, which represents the company's twenty-two thousand unionized workers, they're expected to file for bankruptcy sometime today. 30,000 jobs at stake. It's poised to be the largest trucking bankruptcy in the history of the United States. So all of a sudden, poof, 30,000 jobs go just go up just like that. Now, mentioning Walmart, that's the first thing that pops into my head. Am I going to have my shit disrupted for the next time I go there? Okay? I want my toaster oven. I want my cheap curtains. I want my battery for my fucking power wheels. Um. They say no, that there will be no disruption. But this company going belly up just like that, and there's been an argument, how? How do you do that? And Yellow blames the union, and the union says, bullshit, we're giving you, you top-level employees in this industry. You've been mismanaging shit for years. Uh, the union, which had been locked in this contentious negotiation for a new contract, said it received a legal notice that Yellow is ceasing operations and filing for bankruptcy, according to a news release posted Sunday. Today's news is unfortunate, but not surprising, said Teamsters General President 
uh, Sean O'Brien. Wasn't Teamsters Jimmy Hoffa? Uh, this is a sad day for workers in the American freight industry. The union's announcement comes hours after the Wall Street Journal reported that Yellow shut down on Sunday afternoon, citing internal notices sent to customers and employees. Uh, Yellow says it will issue the statement Monday about the state of the company and the operation. Uh, they laid off an unknown number of its employees on Friday. The same day, Teamsters, Teamsters had advised Yellow employees to prepare for the worst. The fact that they borrowed $700 million and that's all gone and that didn't do anything. When you borrowed money for a pandemic loan, wasn't that intended for like only small businesses? How did that even happen? You ever wonder how we were able to give away all of that money, literally billions and billions of dollars in the first place? And we gave away all that money and what would happen if we actually didn't just give away a bunch of money to people or gave it away to people who weren't stealing it like any old Joe? Uh, Yellow Trucking reported a net income last year of $21.8 million. Now, even that, when you hear that number, $21.8 million, you think, well, that actually doesn't sound like a lot. And it's true. They have... $1.3 billion in loan debt that is due in the fall of 2024. $729 million of which is owed to the federal government, according to the company's latest quarterly report. Uh, $700 million from the government in 2020 as part of a COVID-19 rescue package. In return, the Treasury Department took a 30% stake in the company's shares, which have since plummeted to less than a dollar apiece as of Friday. Oh, my God. Uh, a world without yellow. Um, they just, they don't expect any ch uh, supply chain issues. The other companies will pick up the business. That was part of the problem. Their uh, clients like uh, Walmart, Home Depot, um, they started to sense issues because of all the labor strife that they were have, having and the, and the stock price. So it was a snowball rolling downhill. They saw that and they said, we, they got ahead of it and said, we're probably going to get snowed out and be in a supply chain issue if we don't cancel our contract with Yellow, Yellow and go into a different company. So that's what happened. It's just remarkable to me. Bleeding Heart Brian, who drives truck for a living, he, um, he's the one who sent me that story. And it was actually, it was expected to be like last Monday that they were going to do this, but it appears to be today. First time chat from the Street Rat says X simply replaces the blue bird. And then follow-up question, what's with the long pauses? Yeah, that is a staple of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Uh, occasionally, I'm, I, I'm just, my brain just doesn't fire, and that's what happens. Or I'm reading your comments. Sometimes I read the comments and uh, try to find some. That's one of the big complaints about the comments that I, when... I sometimes would have uh, meltdowns with people who are posting too much without any, anything, uh, any type of substance. The two people that come to mind the most are Kenny and Amanda. Um, and Corey, to some extent, also dominate the chat. And when that happens, when they fire off too many messages that are just stupid and pointless, then I'm like searching for some type of interaction with other audience members 
And because I have to scroll through it, it becomes like a long pause, you know? Uh, Aram says he doesn't edit out the pauses, nor does he edit in laugh tracks. He's taking a run at our pal. Uh, what's that guy's name? Justin. Oh my God. Tyler says, I don't mind the pauses. They're natural. Sometimes I just have to regroup, figure out what I'm talking about. So it just happens and I'm alone. I don't have anybody to bounce shit off of. Uh, a couple of you sent the story about the manatee that was found dead. A Florida aquarium is uh, busting out the information that one of the manatees died. Uh, Hugh, the manatee, uh, died from a fatal injury caused by another manatee's high-intensity sexual behavior. So that tell Hugh that that's a dude's name, you know. I think of Hugh Downs, the old twenty twenty guy. So he actually uh, got had sex till it killed him. The uh, Mate Marine Laboratory and Aquarium in Sarasota, for, uh, Florida, is sharing more details on Hugh the Manatee's sudden death on April twenty nine. According to ABC 7, the United States Department of Agriculture recently completed their, uh, is the word necropsy? Uh, report on Hugh and found that um, his cause of death is a fatal injury because of sex. Uh, with his older brother. Oh, gay sex. Okay. The the old the other older brother's name is Buffet. So Buffet and Hugh were having manatee sex. Um I didn't know uh, that uh, homosexuality would happen in in the uh in the animal world. I I've heard people say that their dog is gay, but um you know, I've just I I don't think that the dog actually put his ding dong in the other male dog's uh keister. You know, uh, Hugh died to a 14.5 centimeter rip in his colon caused by a sexual encounter with another male manatee. Jesus. Facility representatives, employees observed high intensity sexual behavior between two adult male manatees. All right. The report stated. Sexual behavior continued throughout the day with periods of rest between high-intensity interactions and occasional penetration. At approximately 5.15 p.m., the larger male was observed penetrating the smaller male again. When the large male swam away, the smaller male was seen unresponsive at the bottom of the pool. Oh, my God. That is, that is horrible. Uh, according to the Sarasota, Sarasota Herald Tribune, USD officials also claimed in the report that the uh, Moat Marine Laboratory and Aquarium failed to handle Hugh expeditiously and as carefully as possible to prevent trauma and physical harm. So they didn't, uh, they let him be like uh, a pin cushion for the, for the big guy there. 
Oh, man. So uh, gay manatee sex caused Hugh's death. That's terribly sad. You know? Um, A manatee is a mammal, right? You know, they have to come up for air. Isn't that true? I mean, it's not a fish. They just hold their breath, right? I mean, maybe one of you can confirm or deny that. I don't know. I have no idea. I just know that those things, they call them like sea cows and everybody loves them. And then it, the manatee's probably like, oh God, I'm so glad I'm back. I'm in this aquarium. I was getting run over by boats. He's got scars on his back. And all of a sudden, uh, another big one called Buffet uh, uh, puts his ding dong right in the manatee's butthole. Jesus. Um. Throughout the events leading up to Hughes passing, uh, Moat acted with the professional standards and practices that we have observed through the 20, 27 years that Hugh and Buffet have lived together at Moat. And as recommended by the Association of Zoos and Aquariums and the Manatee Rescue and Rehabilitation Partnership. Uh, given the most recent, the recent media coverage of the events surrounding the passing of our beloved and recently deceased resident Manatee, Hugh, it is important that we share an overview of the facts to ensure complete clarity on the cause of Hugh's death. God, there's a joke right on the tip of my tongue, and uh, I, I just, I can't get up the strength. I can't do it. I'm not feeling fiendish enough to drop this bomb. Feel free to speculate what the joke is. Yeah, sometimes I have a moment of weakness. Sometimes I resist the urge um, to make uh, a joke about two of the audience members. can't do it i'm not doing it no shut up (laughs) jimmy says oh no do we need a new uh, (laughs) a new flag and parades for gay manatees (laughs) uh ashley says my dog is gay he humps only dudes, never penetration though. Hates girl dogs, probably from being raised with a certain dude in his formative years. Amanda says, fuck you, that's funny. I, well, all I picture is, is uh, you know, Amanda with a snorkel and a strap on, uh, putting it to Kenny. And then Kenny at the bottom of the pool going, oh, my God, my asshole. Oh, oh, my asshole. (laughs) And uh, the the equipment, oh, my God, he's manatees. They're going at it again. That one's putting it right in his asshole. Quick, get in there. Yeah, hurry up, my colon. Ah, oh, oh, ah, ah. Uh, Kenny not in attendance. He'll, yeah, I guess he had a meeting or something like that. Yeah, my, my 
Manatee Swim School. Oh, oh, oh. Tyler says, you fucked my back back into place. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Amanda says, how your brain works. I don't know why I didn't want to say that. I, you know, Amanda's got the th- uh, thickest skin of anybody. Kenny's the one to worry about. Sean says he heard they had an opening in the manatee tank. Now, wait a minute. Now, Kenny is down a significant amount of weight. All right. Yeah, he's a little porky, but uh, he's, he's uh, I'm on the way up. He's on the way down. You know? All right. At some point, I got to bust out some sponsors on this show. So I'm going to do that right now. Um, Thank you again to Berlin Raceway for being part of this show. If you need tickets for racing at Berlin, you got to go to berlinraceway.com. Most importantly is the battle at Berlin, which happens a week from Wednesday. At the track. Chase Elliott, NASCAR driver and the most popular driver in NASCAR right now. Chase Elliott is, uh, has made a um, change in his schedule to actually be at Berlin for the battle at Berlin race. $30,000 purse. Now, typically when you have races at Berlin, you have, um, you know, they'll run like the limited late models or uh, they'll run the vintage cars or the four cylinders all in in one night. This is um, more the closest to actual NASCAR racing that you will ever see at Berlin. So it's one race, one race, 250 laps. So this is like our own version of the Bristol Motor Speedway. Okay. And you have all the local guys taking on um, these guys that come in from out of town, like Chase Elliott, NASCAR drivers on, um, on the, in the, in the cup series. Um, so he's going to try to beat the local guys. And I love the local guys because the local guys work all week, whatever job they may have. And then they come up with any extra money. They're buying tires, fuel, uh, giving their pit crews, buying them a case of beer or something like that. If they do happen to win at Berlin, it's maybe enough money to buy a set of tires. So you that's the element. And then you've got this super rich millionaire, Chase Elliott, comes in from out of town, and he's going to race these guys So to try to win the money. Now, I'm like, fuck that. I want the local guys to win that money. So that's the dynamic. And you got some very talented local guys who um, are going to try their damnedest to, uh, to keep chase Elliott from winning that money. It's in my opinion, it's like everyone against chase Elliott. All right. And $30,000 purse. And it's one race, 250 laps, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday at Berlin. Um, everybody's talking about SRX this Thursday, but the most competitive race you're going to see with the most excitement is going to be uh, the battle at Berlin. And there are st- uh, tickets still available for that. They're $20 online, berlinraceway.com, 15 and under free, parking free, bring a cooler with all your goodies, and it's a Wednesday night race. And you can bring in snacks, and you can bring in soft drinks, no glass, no booze. Berlinraceway.com for the battle at Berlin a week from Wednesday. 
Go to that. I'm telling you, that'll be so much fun. And, you know, 250 laps, you're thinking, oh, my God. You know, lap, lap times are 16 seconds. You're getting basically four laps a minute. Let's do some easy math here. If there's a... Let's see. 250 divided by four. That's a 62. That's about 62 minutes. Let's just say 70 minutes of actual racing. Throw in yellows and uh, God forbid a red. Um, probably about an hour and a half tops. Uh, there you go. Berlinraceway.com to get those tickets. Thank you to Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. 616-532-6600. Fantastic place to get your vehicles repaired. Uh, love them so much. Smack dab in the middle of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Anything Messing up your car, whatever, keeping you from being on the road, keeping you from using your car, what it's supposed to be used for. Irvines.com, and that's E-R-Vines, E-R-Vines.com. If uh, you want to reach out to them, they are awesome. I love them. Early bird drop-off, late bird pickup. We've been getting our cars fixed at Irvines for years. All right. Cardi B, oh, my God, I love this story. Jesus, I have a huge crush on her. Not only, I mean, physically, to me, she's just gorgeous. Um, But, and I don't necessarily, like, seek her music out. I've never said, hey, I want to listen to some Cardi B. But every time I hear it, I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's uh, music that I, I don't listen to that much. But as far as it goes, it's catchy as fuck. Okay, Uh, so I love her for that. But what I love her the most is she's got a great point of view on almost everything. Uh, Who was she? God, who did she rip on? Oh, it was uh, when that sub imploded. And then the one, the rich guy's son went to like the the fucking concert or something like that. And she tore into his ass. Okay, she was like uh, a male manatee having sex with the other male manatee. That's what she was doing. Great reference. Well, she's on stage and someone decides uh, to throw a drink at her. Jimmy writes, uh, speaking of sea cows, what are you talking about? Uh, Backing up even further to this comment, when I was talking about Kenny losing weight, Amanda writes, good for him. I still wouldn't fuck him. Okay. I think that you will one day. Uh, DJ Plunkett gets a uh, yellow card for pointing out lip sync catastrophe on Cardi B. Uh, Love you, but you got to understand if you know it, then chances are I know it and um, chances are I'm going to talk about it. But if you're there uh, tipping off the uh, end of the story to the people in the chat, uh, Hey, you're making my job easier, but, uh, I don't want you to, cause I want to do it. Cause if they don't know, then I'm telling them it's the Eric Zane show podcast, DJ Plunkett. It's definitely not the DJ Plunkett podcast. Yellow card. Next time it's a red. All right. <laughs> he writes, sorry. I thought about that as I hit send. No problem. It happens to everybody. Everybody does it. Some do it more than others. 
Kenny was the ultimate. Kenny and Amanda, it's always those two. They're the perpetual line steppers. They haven't done it in a while, but they do do it. Uh, Here she is. My God, look at her. And somebody throws a drink at her. And watch this. Her mic is in her right hand. How quickly she puts the mic. She's a lefty. Watch. She threw the mic at this chick right here. See this big dude with the sunglasses and the chick right in front of her? That's the chick. She actually hit her with the mic. She took the mic and whipped it at her. Oh, my God. It is awesome. I love that so much. Oh. Oh, my God. That is that is just very, very special. She threw the mic right at her. It's that Money Moves song. I don't know what the fuck it's called. By the way, let's uh, kind of break down the throwing form here. Oh, boy. I knew this was going to hurt me. I'm having so many damn problems with this mouse. It's really going to put a cramp in my style for the rest of this show. I think I've exhausted this battery. Oh, Nothing worse when I'm ready to do something like this, and then all of a sudden, a technical issue. There we go. Here we go. Let's do this. Okay. She gets... You can see her do the double take. Did you see the double take? The drink's in the air when she does the double take. Right there. That's the double take. She knows it's coming. The drink hits her. She's a mouth. She's appalled. She switches hands. And then look at that. Look, look at that side boob. She has gorgeous boobies. Oh, my God. What a body on her. Holy cow. If only she was like 55 years old, I'd really be attracted to her. No, she was like 65 and no shoes on. And uh, she uh, dragged her feet through some dirt before she hit the stage. Thank you, Dave Chappelle, for that joke. Uh, the security guard says which one was it Cardi's pointing pointing out and then that shit gets taken out now also noted in this is Cardi B somehow you still hear her singing the song or rapping the song and she's not even speaking into the microphone she doesn't give a shit. She doesn't care that it's obvious she's lip syncing this show. She wanted that bitch gone. <laughs> okay, she's so lucky that she didn't hit somebody else. Because that's a, that's a big lawsuit at that point. It might still be a lawsuit. You know? Um... Uh, so she's getting a lot of flack about the uh, about the lip syncing. First of all, uh, the throw is perfect. And Brandis says, did it nail the chick? Yes, it actually did strike her. It actually struck her. Uh, Ryan says she clearly, clearly doesn't need the mic since the lip sync track continued. 
Uh, that's a fail on her sound, people. Uh, I, I don't know that it is. What do you mean? They, they can't anticipate that she's about to throw a microphone. Um, I don't, and I think that that's common these days. Uh, it's called, like Chris says, it's called a, uh, a backing track. She probably does sing and it just matches up beautifully or it, it adds a little, uh, depth to the voice, like layering. Um, and then in the event that when something goes wrong or maybe she needs to take a breath or something, or she gets choked, she turn around, don't face the audience. And then it, uh, it continues playing. Um, that is a very, very normal thing to do in the industry. Um, what's it, uh, Lee from pop evil. I remember in the song, uh, 165, it starts with acoustic guitar in that song. Some of you might even remember that. And, uh, it, it's a backing track when he's live and he would always just hit the strings but it wasn't him playing and he would turn his back to the crowd and then just like hit the acting like he's hitting the strings. So, uh, everybody's giving her shit now because of using backing tracks and, uh, uh, and, and whatnot. Ashley says she actually hit the wrong girl. I didn't hear that, but I thought she, the one story I saw says she actually hit the chick. So if she hit the wrong chick, you know, what's going to happen. That chick's going to sue Cardi B. Jimmy sounds like he's 65 says I'll stick with Led Zeppelin. Dude, how come like you and I are the same age and I love all of the music you like, but you know, don't you like any new music? I mean, Cardi B is fucking cool. She's great. I love that. There's a lot of new music. I like that. You wouldn't think that I like some, I just can't stand, but I like Cardi B. Um, this whole lip syncing thing, um, brings up some, they're, they're trying to compare Cardi B to Millie Vanilli. And, um, anyone who knows anything about Millie, Millie Vanilli knows that this is entirely not the same thing. Um, Millie Vanilli, which by the way, take a look at, at these guys. This is, uh, uh, Rob and Fab. Now I think Rob is the one with the eyes and fab is the, is dude with the, uh, whatever this bandana. And then that's Cardi B. We don't, I'm not, but some of you may not be familiar with this story, but these were the quintessential lip syncers. Okay. And they can't sing. They're horrible. So, but they have the look, this is in the nineties, early nineties. And, uh, some record executive says, all right, you guys have the look and uh, we like your tight spandex and we think you do a great job at doing reverse running man on stage. But uh, Amanda, Amanda, I'll get to it. Amanda, Amanda, um, where I gave DJ Plunkett a yellow card. Um, this is, I even mentioned that you were the um, one of the biggest uh, offenders of this, of tipping stories. Why do you always do this to me? We've had this talk so many times. You always get ahead of me. Not everybody knows that. And I'm doing the show. Why can't you shut up? 
After I get done blasting you right now, I am going to ban you. I'm talking about it. I'm discussing these people. Why can't you ever just shut your mouth? I, I, it's, it's actually so annoying. You always have to do this. I'm discussing it. I said, for those of you who don't know about Millie Vanilli, and then I started to talk about Millie Vanilli. And then you said, one's dead. I was getting to that. I mean, out of all the time that we've spent, most people get it. And when it happens, like to DJ Plunkett, I'm like, hey, you know, it's cool. I got it. And I've also said, and I'll, it uh, bears repeating, when I actually finish the story, if I've then moved on, then you, it is fair to throw in a detail that I may have missed. And I can go back to that and I will then say, oh, you know, I had forgotten about that. Thank you for that part of it. So that way you don't run the risk of tipping off a key thing that I may be going into in my job. But you always take that away. And for that, this is why I get so angry at you. Now, I'm, I'm trying to calmly explain it to you. But I guess what I don't know is, how do we keep having this issue? I mean, I, I want to know what's going on in your head. I think I actually, if you're so eager to to uh to do that i i actually need to since it just happened and it's fresh in everybody's mind i think it is fair to actually call you and ask you directly i i i i want to know what what's going on in the noggin for years this has been a regular thing hey hey is this amanda it is Okay, so take us through it. Um, on your end, I'm 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 doing my thing, and uh, what what what? Uh, well, how do the wires connect in your brain when you when when this happens? When I when I said my comment, any comment that what usually results in me getting frustrated. Um, I what? <laughs> God damn it! I had an answer too. Um, I was thinking, well, why why are we comparing it to Millie Vanilli when one of them's dead? That's what went through my head. Why would we compare it to Millie Vanilli when one of, but that's not what you said. All you said was one's dead. Right. But you wanted to know what my brain was thinking. Right. So I, I threw out just part of that was the one's dead at the end. So in your brain, it had all of that, but it just went to the, 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 the key thing about him being killing himself. Yes, (laughs) I didn't say he killed himself. Did I? Well, whatever it's, it's gone now. Now, now you're the show. This is why we play that. This is why this happens. I I heard the the vanilla comparison earlier this weekend. And I was like, that doesn't have anything to do with it. Yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Okay. Yeah. That's all. As usual, just I'm just. I went ahead of you because it's why? the Amanda show. Why? 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 Why do you do that to? Why do you do that to me? I'm I I'm, I'm trying so hard. Uh, I know. I'm trying so hard. I'm I, I'm actually running late this morning. Oh, so. thank God! You mean you mean you won't be here for the rest of the show? Probably not. Oh, damn it! God! Oh, that's <laughs> terrible. 
Oh, I'm so sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thanks anyway. Thank, thanks, right. thanks for the help. Okay. See ya. All Bye-bye. Right. Bye. This is my symbolic white flag. It's a napkin. I, I'm waving it, ladies and gentlemen. I'm, I'm waving the white flag. It's very valuable to me in a lot of ways. And then so debilitating in others. It's like, what do I do? What do I do? So the record company said, you can't sing. We're going to have these two dudes who are ugly this uh, and uh, sing the song for you. And all you do is jump around and be cute. And everybody's going to love you. And you just lip sync. And they made the song, Girl, You Know It's True. And it was a mega hit. Mega Oh, my God. I remember I was at CMU and uh, at Merrill Hall, and uh, I was busy, you know, uh, making sweet love to Diana on a regular basis, uh, 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 ripping off her, uh, her, her knit stirrup pants and going to Chowtown um, and, you know, ripping off that giant Coca-Cola uh, sweatshirt that she had on. To see her uh, up her her uh, up direction sport boobs that she had, uh, those are gone. She's got big giant knockers now, thanks to the uh, uh, Dr. Renucci in Grand Rapids. But at the time, they were just hey, more than a handful's a waste. And listening to girl, you know it's true. Yeah. Oh oh oh, I love you. Boo 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 boo. Um, so they're saying that Cardi B is like Millie Vanilli and it's not because Cardi B actually sang that song. That's her voice on there. It's, it's completely not a fair comparison in any way. Millie Vanilli, they can't, they can't sing after it was, uh, and the way it was discovered, do you remember this? And I actually have this clip. Um, Amanda though. Uh, I, I know that you know what I'm about to reveal. So tell everybody, Amanda, um, what proof I'm going to show when everybody learned that Millie Vanilli was a farce. You can go ahead. Uh, we're all here for you, Amanda, for you to tell us the, the end of the story. You don't remember. Oh, okay. Well, uh, they were on stage and uh, the CD started to skip. Okay. And uh so this is what happened. This is like the uh the audio and the video of that moment when the whole world in 1990 found out that Millie Vanilli was a was a farce. the dude runs off stage (laughs) oh my god 
Um, I love when the one guy realizes that it's skipping and he just starts busting out reverse running man. Look at those outfits that they're wearing sports bras and bike pants. favorite oh god and then everyone's like hey wait a minute what the fuck is going on there cd skipping oh that is awesome and then the uh the word called like wildfire that they were everything is fucked up jesus so then Rob and Fab were like, oh, hey, man, oh, we can do it. And they put out their own version of it, and everybody just laughed. Like, yeah, fuck you. And then they uh, they tried to come out with another, like, album. And um, and this is in 1998. And the one with the girl features with the handsome eyes, um, I think that was Rob. Uh, he, uh, he took a lot of drugs. And um, he ended up having an issue, and then it uh, he could never shake those demons, and he he overdosed, and he died. Did you guys know that? Yeah, I know that's, that's like the worst part of this. I know that's a shock to you guys that, uh, that he died. I mean, that's usually how you wrap up the story, then, then never to be heard from again. Uh, he's dead. Wait, oh, you guys already know that, though. Because, uh, uh, I almost said manatee. Amanda, uh, busted it out for us. Died. You know, the guy died. You know that. Um, as I was getting set to watch Oppenheimer. She did the same thing to me. And then after I busted her about it, she um, tried to pawn it off as, yeah, but I was, it was lying. I was lying. It's not true. It's, I was just doing it to, and it's like, no, I, I know what you're doing. You're, you're, you're saying too much. I want you to never lose sight of this. And I've tried to remain as calm and po- as possible in this uh, destructive moment by me as the rage and fury uh, emanates from my pores. If you ever find yourself talking and you realize that you're talking, at this point, everyone else around you has thought the same thing, except it's talking too much. So right about the time when you have the realization, everyone else is, their, their meters are, are, are on red. They're overheating with Amanda. The same applies with comments. If you find yourself putting comments in there, odds are it's too many. Yeah, the one guy killed himself. One guy's dead. He didn't kill himself. He just died.
Yep. All right. That's what the show is. Everybody's tipping off my stories. All right. Uh, Subway restaurant is, um, man, this is a new uh, campaign by them. Subway is offering anyone free sandwiches for life to someone who is willing to legally change their first name to Subway. First uh, name that comes to mind is Jared. If you are Jared, what do you have to lose? You know, I think that, um, I think that's a, a great marketing ploy if they actually change Jared's name to Subway. You know, and you can have a, a, a name the subs, the kid, or um, child's play, or, uh, you know, the penetrator, or whatever the fuck. You can, you can go on a whole different route. This is, uh, this is all I know a little bit off the reservation. That it's kind of a wild idea, but think about it. You know, I mean, hey, uh, Jared is is his that's his, his name is no longer Jared. His name is Subway, and he's eating a sub called the Penetrator. Oh my God! Now, yeah, I understand that's a little fucked up, um, but it's all about publicity. Um, you know, I I wonder if um. All the people that canceled Bud Light, which that officially is uh, probably the most effective thing that's ever happened. The canceling of Bud Light by the um, Sound of Freedom watchers. Um, I wonder if they would have the same type of attack towards Subway if uh, Jared was the guy who changed his name to Subway and they actually had a sub called The Child or Kids Play or Penetrator. Or something like that. Because, you know, Dylan uh, Mulvaney, Mulaney, I don't even know how the fuck you say that person's name, the girl's name. Um, you know, that she didn't, uh, you know, uh, abduct children and molest them or anything like that. Like uh, Jared's a child molester. So you would think that the backlash, this is all hypothetical, is not going to happen. But if it did, do you think the backlash on Subway would be as intense as it was for Bud Light? Because it should be. But I don't know that it would, you know. Uh, by the way, epilogue, uh, Bud Light has given up on Dylan uh, Mulvaney. I, I got to find out how to say that. Dylan Mulvaney, that's exactly right. Um, after the backlash started, however long ago that was, uh, Bud Light stopped taking Dylan Mulvaney's calls um, because they had lost so much money. Bud Light is down 28% year to year. It's been a remarkably effective cancellation. It's horrible. Um, and for the dumbest of reasons, again, uh, in 2019, Bud Light had uh, nationwide, uh, their cans were rainbow colored. Dylan Mulvaney in 2023 received two cases of Bud Light with her face on it. And then she showed a can on a video. See, look what Bud Light did for me. Oh, my God. Look at them. Oh, Jesus. I'm so happy. Thank you, Bud Light. That's all that happened. And then all these Sound of Freedom watchers uh, lost their shit and said, we're tired of you ramming us down our fucking throats. 
We're sick and tired of your fucking wokeness. You're going woke? Well, you're going broke, motherfucker. That's right. Kid Rock shot that fucking beer. But that's exactly what we're going to do. Fuck Bud Light. Forgiving a person who's fucking queer. Making them feel good so that other marginalized people will also feel that their voice is heard. I say fuck that. Bud Light can suck my fucking Yankee dick. A rebel dick, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And we're going to fuck Bud Light right in the fucking asshole. You going woke, you're going broke. I said that, say right now. And it's worked. Um, Bud Light is laying 230 people off right now as we speak. Most of them in managerial positions. They're fucked. Um, so that's how it goes. If you do anything to make these very sensitive snowflakes hurt, um, they, they always say, problem is you're ramming it down our throats. How? What do you mean? Because some girl's face is on a can, a can and, and, and only cans that she has. It's not like you go to Bud Light and buy, or you go buy a case of Bud Light and it's shaped like a cock and you have to drink it to make it look like you're sucking dick. That's not happening. It's one person. Well, who cares? That's enough. That's, that's because they're the, what they're doing is they're groomers and, and that's their new word. You know, the far right, they love saying, well, because we know that dead homosexuals are groomers, man. And we can't allow that into, we got to protect our children. Dylan Mulvaney probably is uh, the reason why that guy in Sound of Freedom went south of the border looking. And by the way, it says, true story. It's not. There's like one element of it being a true story. It's a pile of shit QAnon propaganda film. That's what that is. Oh, God. Well, anyway, I don't know how the fuck I got off on that tangent. Anyway, Subway is doing that. I say Jared needs to be doing that. Um, mm, mm, mm. what was the, okay. There was a, um, speaking of that, a Nashville songwriter is pissed off. His name is, uh, you don't, you, you haven't heard of him, but he writes for a lot of amazing artists, very popular artists. Win Varble. This is Win Varble. Here he is at uh, some coffee house in Nashville playing a tune. And uh, he doesn't like, well, what all of people like him did to Bud Light. He doesn't like that at all. And he's hurt by that. He says, have we all lost our minds? Country singer blasts wokeness with a simple question. Now, the thing about the word woke, that's again something else that the right has um, bastardized, hijacked, and made it their own. Like what they've done with Christianity. They've done with... Uh, things that are less complex, like a word. Woke meant 
you were cognizant and sensitive to um, the issues and concerns of people who have been frequently and will continue to be marginalized by society. You're aware. You're sympathetic, empathetic to them. So a person who might be struggling with their identity, someone who is a, a, a minority, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter the minority. If you're uh, uh, aware of that and um, you want to help them somehow, make them feel accepted, that's woke. That's a good thing. These morons have taken that and just used it as a pejorative. Like it's uh, it's a terrible thing that, that if you're woke. And it's really not. And so they've ruined that um, to be what it is. Now it's used as an insult. If someone says to me, I'm woke, I'm like, well, thanks. That's, uh, I, I appreciate that actually. People who use that word like that are using it because they, they're, they're not, they're just going by what all the other people that are stupid, um, have told them what they need to do. They need to uh, insult those people. They need to attack them. They need to cancel them. So when I quote Bud Light goes woke, Oh, well, you're going to go fucking broke, man. I tell you what, as soon as I heard that, you're going woke. Guess what? You're a small male manatee and I'm a big male manatee and you're going to be dead at the bottom of the poop. Country singer Wynn Varble is one of the most prolific artists in the entire industry. He's worked alongside Garth Brooks, Trace Adkins, and Brad Paisley in a new song called I'm Just Saying. Varble argues wokeness is destroying America from within. The song was performed by rising star Austin Moody. Who cares? By the way, the whole idea of Nashville, and it's a music factory where it goes from writers to performers, to me, just lends to the uh, silliness of it. It's... uh, if you have an artist that writes his music and then perform or her music and then performs his or her music, that's one thing. But if you're just a mouthpiece for the song, it just feels like without that layer there of originality, it, it kind of bums me out. You know, Pete Townsend wrote all the fucking songs. Roger Daltrey sang them. Most of them. He's a writer. Just, I don't know, something about the whole dynamic of, hey, I'm going to, hey, motherfucker, look it, I got this really cool fucking song. It's called, Let's Go Hang Some Black People. Uh, Jason Aldean, you up for singing this? And he's like, yeah. Uh, Luke Bryan, hey, Luke, yeah, I got this song called Shake Your Ass Moneymaker Bitch. You want in? Yeah, that sounds great. Shake your money maker. Shake your ass for me. Shake your money maker. Shake your ass for me. That's it, Luke. You got it. Damn, fucking printing money over here. It's fucking horrible. 
the lyrics of Wynn's song, they called themselves enlightened, but cancel those who don't agree. Oh, that's rich. Considering from 50% of the country who just destroyed a beer company. I wish all these folks who claim they're woke would just go back to sleep. So he's rhyming agree and sleep. They call themselves enlightened, but cancel those who don't agree. I wish all these folks who claim they're woke would just go back to sleep. No, you gotta, if you want to rhyme, agree with sleep. You wait, if you want to, uh, uh, end that line with something that rhymes with agree, it can't be sleep. It would have to rhyme completely with agree. Um, Ending with the P doesn't really rhyme, I don't think. Agree and sleep. Like, a word that would rhyme with sleep would be weep or peep. They call themselves enlightened. Uh, I, I, I can't think of it, but I'm not a songwriter and I'm doing a podcast. But that definitely doesn't work. So, uh, we it's, it continues. I'm just saying, have we all lost our minds? I'm just saying, where do we draw the line? I know y'all think it takes balls to be singing what I'm singing, but I'm just singing what you're thinking. Um, Article goes on to say the term woke has been increasingly common in recent years in reference to radical left-wing social activism. Um, Well, the term woke has been there and it isn't so much for radical left-wing social activism. In my opinion, it's just like I said, it had the best of intentions when it began. There's nothing wrong with that. Varble said, yeah, Nashville in the last couple of decades, it's been turning a little bit to the left. And then he says, I don't have a problem with any of these people. I mean, we're all Americans, right? Now you see there, you're a liar. You do. Just admit it. Just say, I hate them motherfuckers. Uh, but when they, and then here you go. He says, but when they force their stuff on us, that's like the Bud Light ar- argument, Bud Light argument that because uh, Dylan, what's his face, had his can- na- face on a can. Well, holy shit. You're forcing this down my throat. No, we're not. You can go buy Bud Light and his face isn't on the, her face isn't on the can. Yeah, but you're still forcing it down my throat. I just explained to you how I'm not. How does that not resonate with you? That's it. Me and my friends aren't drinking your fucking swill no more. He says, uh, when they force their stuff on us, that's the whole thing. It's the small percentage of the population, these woke folks. They try to tell you who to love. No, they don't. How to feel. No one's telling you that. And it don't feel right. No, you're just a homophobe. You're just threatened by uh, the rightness of it. That because that takes away from your way of life of fucking, you know, whatever, red-blooded, right-wing American. Uh, Varble wrote the song because he wanted, he wanted, he believes it's wrong for culture to attempt pleasing a small portion of the population. I've said this before and I'll say it again for those groups of people that are maligned, uh, specifically in this case, LGBTQ plus people, um, like 
an exponentially uh, higher number of um, percentage of like killing themselves. It's horrible. Imagine not even knowing what your identity is. And for uh, this is what I said during Pride Month. For some time uh, during that month, when people wave a flag, and you and people look at it as threatening to those people, it's could be saving their life because they realize that there's people out there that. Uh, care about them because in a lot of the cases in their own families, they've been like um, uh, kicked out or locked out or iced out or whatever it is by their own like brothers and sisters and moms and dads. And they, that's it. That's all this is about. Um, So what the fuck is wrong with that? Who cares? Why does that bother you so much? Jesus. Um, So that's, the, the right is like, oh, well, you're ramming it down our throat, so we're going to cancel you now. We're going we're gonna to destroy a company. That, that's how we operate. And how can you write a song about how um, the left cancels the right when the right is canceling the left? Again, this world would be in such a better place if you would just leave people alone. Stay in your lane. If Bud Light wants to put a can out that is supporting somebody who's a transgender person for so that the rest of the people can see that and maybe like, Hey, great. Who cares? Let it go. My God, everybody needs to take a step back. The origins of woke, uh, wokeness can be traced back to the African American community where it was used as a way to describe people who were aware of and actively opposed to racism. In recent years, however, the term has been adopted by a wider range of people, including white progressives and liberals. Um, Yes, that's true. It's also been bastardized by the right who say it's hateful. It's not. Uh, Wokeness has been widely criticized by Americans in recent years who believe it is an overt form of political correctness that is stifling free speech. I don't believe that. And basic American freedoms. No, sir. You are incorrect. All right. Uh, Chris Maine says American freedom to choose a different shitty beer. There are plenty. Uh, let's see. Brandis says the face and the voice. I am dying. If you're not watching this, you are missing out. She's referring to, hey, I'll tell you this right now. That's my angry hillbilly uh, white trash face. It's a derivative of Jessica. Jessica's a little bit more screaming. Hey, AJ, you fucking asshole. Shut your fucking mouth. Kenny, get over here and eat my pussy, motherfucker. <laughs> hey. Hey, Stephen, this is me. I figured I'd fucking reach out to you since you don't have any fucking idea why I hate your fucking bitch skunk-haired ass, motherfucker. I heard you talking shit about me. You don't know why I'm fast. Hey! I warned you. I put it in, in writing. Don't you dare follow that Eric Zane motherfucker. He's a fucking cold-hearted asshole. There you are with your fucking skunk hair, bitch motherfucking mouth. 
on there with easy. We don't fucking like that around here. So fuck you. Brandon says, if your eyebrows go higher, they will touch your hairline. Hey! Stevie! (laughs) I need to bring Stevie in here. That might be my favorite voice to do. That voice one day needs to be heard on the radio because it actually sounds different than me. Like if I'm, if I'm having a, uh, conversation that you could only hear whether on a podcast or on the radio. And I went, Hey, uh, we're here with uh, farmer John. Hey, what's up? Easy. Like it sounds much different than my voice or just, Hey, we're here with Jessica. Hey, what's up motherfucker. This is Stevie. Good morning. That's a favorite. That that that, that voice is it a really favorite. is a favorite. Yeah. <laughs> is it the face or the voice or the combination? It's both. It's the whole shebang. It just cracks me up like nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I described to you the other day that you were referred to as skunk-haired bitch, and I did that <laughs> so that you'd be warned. I didn't want you surprised on the show. I appreciate that. Um. Where did that, I mean, can we pinpoint in any way, shape, or form why you are um, um, so vilified? Have we been able to determine? I have no idea. Mm -mm. Could it be as simple as just being part of the show? Could you may have said something in the chat in joking fashion that they took personal? It's possible that may have happened. And also, I did unfriend a few of them on Facebook. So I think maybe... Maybe that pissed somebody off. I don't know. Did you unfriend Andrea? Uh, no, she unfriended me. Oh, okay. So you unfriended somebody and maybe the word got around and then they were like, I oh, think, right. I think gonna... Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I unfriended, I unfriended a bunch of those people. Okay. Because, um, you know, I don't need to see their political bullshit on my page. I got gotcha. you. Um, yeah. So d- d- has anybody reached out to you since I talked about it? No. All right. Just that one unknown caller, which... Could have been anybody. I Could have been anybody, but I've never had that happen so quickly before like that. It was okay. just an odd coincidence. All right. Well, who knows? Maybe. Hey, you might have your face on a scarecrow then if you play your cards right. Oh, God, I could only hope. All I right. could only hope. All right. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. I just wanted to bring you in here. Okay. That Take is, care. Thank you, Stevie. Uh, mm-hmm. th- that is uh, the skunk-haired bitch, Stevie. Oh, and that fucking skunk-haired bitch, Stevie. Yeah, fuck you, Stevie. Um, the um, Boomer Bunker was, I was uh, reviewing a podcast when I was up north, and um, they were... You know, it's the topics are always based on right wing topics and the usual conspiracy theories. And uh, one of the things they focused on was the film, The Sound of Freedom, the QAnon propaganda movie. And and just that how it is. But 
they don't believe that. And um, they're frustrated because they think that um, they're right and we're wrong. And uh, John believes full on the information that they present in the film. And one of the comments he made was, who the fuck would be opposed to this fucking movie? It's a bit, it's about saving children, yo. The fucking, holy shit, there's 8 million American children that are abducted every year and put into the sex trade. He actually said that. And the second he said it, I was up north walking around. I was like, that doesn't sound right at all. So I went to the, uh, uh, national website uh, center of missing for missing and exploited children or whatever that how, how what number real actual data is and uh 456,000 children are reported missing each year and um majority of them are in uh, parental disputes they 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 suggested that um 8 million times boogeymen have come up and come and snatched up the little kids and and takes them down to some South American country and then they they uh they have sex with them until they're old uh, until they're too old to be um uh like uh you know appealing to a pedophile and then they and then they cut them up he said and use their and harvest their organs and sell their organs off And I just started cracking up that he actually believes that. I would argue that none of that is true. Actually, I can't go that far. I'm sure there are children that are uh, that do go through the sex trade, but I I don't. If it comes out of his mouth, it it makes it completely unbelievable. It was ridiculous. The things that those guys believe, it's uh. It's too easy to just sit there and call them terrible names. You really gotta, you really gotta pick it apart, you know, and just be astounded and dumbfounded at how silly they are. And then on the, uh, it was funny on the um, Facebook page, like uh, there was like, hey, uh, well, uh, I haven't heard about your show, but now that everybody's talking about it, uh, uh, tell me, John Pulaski, Jen- John and Jenison writes. How do I, how do I listen? And my first thought is you could just type that and you don't have to ask. You can actually find it quicker than it would take for you to write it onto the stupid page and have someone go, here, here you go. Here's the boomer bunker. Oh God. Just a bunch of idiots. The level of stupidity with that group. They are so, they, they hate me so much that they have no idea how uh, uh, firmly on display their stupidity is. It, it, it knows no bounds. I think I said that wrong. I think I'm supposed to say it knows no boundary. I don't think I'm much better is what I'm trying to tell you. All right. It's that time. It's time to finish this up and uh, get ready for the Patreon, which is not going to be right away it's gonna it, it'll probably be before one but it's definitely not going to be early i have a prior engagement that i am committed to 
Chronic Mayhem, Corey, says knows no bounds is right. Chris in Maine says, I've never seen eyebrows go so high with zero forehead wrinkles. Now, I don't know about that. Hey! Hey! Now, (laughs) I have to yell hey every time for some reason. Hey! The only way I can give you a fucking character quickly is by yelling hey! That's when you know the fun's about to start, motherfucker. I think I can make some money with that character. Oh, shit. Oh, good. Uh, Before I get to the asshole of the day. Hello to Joe Martinez from A&E Heating and Cooling. He'll be here later on. Thank you so much. 616-516-8579. Got to be hot in the house yesterday. I said, it's time to cool it down. And then I noticed things weren't working. Oh, no. And I said, oh, well, I start to panic. I got to call Joe. And I go, you know what? It's Sunday. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Call him when he gets up for work on Monday. I did. And uh, right away, after 1 p.m., I will see either Handsome David or uh, Handsome Joe. 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Always mention your old pal EZ. If you need any uh, service like I do today, that's who you call. You need your uh, AC tuned up, which I do do every year. This is who you call, and you should. 616-516-8579. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage encourages you to reach out and uh, get started on your mortgage dreams today. You need that mortgage before you start uh, shopping for the home. 231-332-6505 for the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. Whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th, maybe getting money out of your home to pay for a home improvement. I don't know, maybe a new AC. You got to buy a new AC unit, perhaps. Get a new roof. Uh, whatever you do, get approved with Mario. Anywhere in the U.S. He's a sponsor that is nationwide. And he wants to talk to you. 231-332-6505. And last but not least, Rick from TC Paintball. Going on eight years of support. He is the OG sponsor. Okay. Uh, you go back to the 30 shows I did post free beer and hot wings for that month before I started uh, working at Cumulus. Um, Rick was there. I had Rick. I had a uh, real tour. I had a uh, uh, Labatt beer. Um, who else did I have? Oh, uh, the guy who did landscaping, who turned out to be a jackass. I ended up getting in a fight with that guy. Go figure. Um, all right, so there you go. That would be TC Paintball, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Love them so much. Uh, if you want to get the uh, kids together, uh, neighborhood kids, dads, um, I'm telling you, this is great. Here's an idea for a whole day's event for your fantasy football draft. Start the day or end the day with TC Paintball. Okay, draft your players. 
Uh, some of you are going to be pissed off in the draft. Then play paintball. Reach out. I just started a new promotion package for Rick. Uh, a fantasy football draft party at TC Paintball. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. You can even have the draft there if you want. All right. First round. Do it and then go beat the shit out of each other. I like that. Rick, what do you think? TC Paintball Fantasy Draft Party. Put it down. Verbal trademark. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. Asshole of the day. Okay. Okay. I got it. I know. I know who it is. I wonder if any of you are going to be able to guess who it is. Quickly, put in your guesses right now. Uh, the dude. Wait a minute. Millie Vanilli. Brandis says, I look like a fucking cartoon when I do the character. Uh, you're... Asshole of the day brought to you by TC Paintball is Buffet the Manatee for killing his uh, brother Hugh in an incestual gay manatee moment. It was horrible. Oh, my God. Jesus. Uh, Amanda is getting a nomination. No, it's not going to be Amanda. No, I, I beat her up pretty well today. She deserved it. I mean, come on now. Can't can't do that. Come on, don't wreck my stories. I got, I, you got one job. L- enjoy the show. That's all you got to do. Laugh. Okay. You should look up the Island Boys. They're the real-life human version of these manatees. They are an absolute abortion. I think I've seen them. They got, like, tattoos all over their face. Is that right? Okay, thanks, folks. I appreciate you for being part of the free podcast. I... Uh, I had two tea spilling stories, but actually three. One just popped into my brain. And I can't even give you like uh, a tease about them because they're so personal and in nature. Well, not for me, but people would be pissed off at me for telling these stories. So uh, I guess there's a chance they can they can hear it, but probably not. I, I'm more comfortable talking about it on the Patreon. Uh a little later on today. Not going to be right after this one. Thanks so much for being here. Love you guys. Thank you and bye-bye.